Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 33. I'm your host, representing the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, and your friend, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast and your favorite Funko Pop collector, Andy. I'm also your host, the No Sound Wrestling Indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Okay, guys. Well, welcome back to the PW Fan. Today, we're going to be talking about Cody Rhodes versus Kevin Owens, CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes, Tony Khan's big announcement, and more. Uh, before we start the show, if you guys could do us a great uh, favor and please go to our social medias and follow us at the PW Fan on Instagram and Twitter. That would be such a great help. We really appreciate it. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a rating on there, uh, it really goes a long way to helping us out. And uh, we can't tell you how much just little things like that really uh, help out the podcast. Uh, for merchandise, if you like the pod enough to wear a t-shirt, you're going to go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW fan to get a pocket logo tee. But, uh, all right, I think that's enough for that. Andy, why don't you uh, start us off, man? All right, well, this is the first time in a while I haven't had any anything relate, unrelated Sorry to the shows. Usually I have a couple things um, that were just like rumors or things I've read about or things going on that aren't related to actual Raw or Dynamite. But, yeah, so I'm just going to jump right into Raw this week. Uh, what do you know? It opened up with Cody Rhodes. Uh, that seems to be the route they've been going lately, except for tonight. Uh, I was watching a little bit of Raw, and he was not the focus of. of still uh, in it. He was in it. He was in the opening for Raw this week, and we'll get into it next week. But uh, yeah, he was not the focus. So uh, we're all opened up with a Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins segment. Um, because they are having their rematch at WrestleMania Backlash on, I believe it's Sunday, May the 8th. Um, you know, I mean, it was a good promo back and forth. Cody's very articulate, which I, I did read a couple things that, like, they might want him to dumb it down for, <laughs> you know, uh, like, especially for kids. Like, Cody's using, like, huge words that, like, sometimes like, you need to, get, like, go to a dictionary if, if you're not older, um, which is why it kind of worked, I think, in AEW, because most of that audience was, you know, older audience. Um, so I did read that when it comes to, you know, Cody's promos and stuff. But maybe that will just be his shtick. I don't know. Uh, but the point in this segment was Seth Rollins, uh, you know, he's, he keeps talking about how he's, he was unprepared for his opponent at WrestleMania against Cody because he didn't know who it was. So Rollins wanted to pick an opponent for Cody tonight, not let him know until the actual entrance. Um, so that that was the plan, and that set up the main event for later in the night. Um, what? How do you guys feel about this feud? Do you think they'll end it? You know, after backlash, do you think it'll keep going? Um, I mean, if Cody wins again, there's no reason for it to keep going. If Cody wins again, there just really isn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of wish they didn't do this again already because it's kind of like Cody's the new face or the fresh face, I should say, in WWE right now. And they just did like a rematch to start off again. So It's what they do at Backlash, I mean, though. Backlash is, always, Backlash is always just rematches of 
with little tiny that tweaks. Be the name of the pay per view is rematches. Yeah, rematch. Um, WrestleMania rematch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I like Cody's promos. I think they should keep them as is. Like they don't. That's the problem with like WWE always thinks they need to like dumb it down for the audience. But I think they. I mean, they, they think they're the idiots sometimes. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, if the if the um. Ezekiel thing wasn't a joke. I would think that they would actually think the audience I love is that it. stupid. I love it, and we'll get into Ezekiel. But yeah, what about you, Tim? Um, I I think they should leave Cody's promos the same. Um, the other thing about him is, I think he's being himself and he's being authentic. I mean, at at this point for his character, we've seen this in AEW and WWE. I think this is just <clears throat> excuse me. I think this is just what he does, and um, I'm totally cool with this at that point. I think it I'm works, personally. Character. Yeah, I do, too. I re- I think it works, and I don't think that they should dumb down what he does. There's been plenty of other characters from Jericho to Nick Bockwinkle that have used a large vocabulary, and it's not a big deal. So I don't think that they should just make Cody talk differently just because... They don't think people understand what he's saying. Like I don't know. That almost co- that just comes off weird to me. I think he's fine. I think he should just keep doing what he's doing. People seem to like it. Well, the thing is, they they've done, had people like that in the past, but they're usually heels. Like remember Christopher Nowinski? He was from Harvard, or even Chad Gable. Um, you know, he his character is kind of you know supposed to be the smart, articulate guy. Um. Yeah, they've done it in the past. It's usually heels, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's because kids will really, you know, seem to really like Cody right now or what it is. But that's just something I read, and I don't, I don't know. know. That don't, whole, that I don't whole, think you should change what isn't broke. My thing that sounds like a very strange thought process to me. That just because you're a babyface, that you should be like a moron. I don't know. I think he's fine doing what he's doing. <laughs> Wrestling fans are dumb. You can't use big words. <laughs> they they yeah. don't know what it I mean, means. That, is, that, is, that seems like a Vince idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same thought of process, or not thought process, but the same idea of like Vince changing everyone's name because he doesn't want them to have the real name. It's like, oh, yeah, we forgot this is a different guy. Yeah. Like, okay. Just because you changed their name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, moving on um, from Cody Rhodes, we had Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan um, have a tag team championship match against Sasha Banks and Naomi, and Rhea and Liv lost. Um, This caused Rhea to turn on Liv. So I don't know if Rhea is now a heel. Um, I'm a big fan of Rhea. I, I still believe, and I think a lot of people believe too, she is like the future of the women's division um, for some of the newer crop that has come in over the past few years. Um, obviously so you have people so like Charlotte and Becky who are already at the top. She's yeah, she, she really is amazing. And you know, even the big stars sometimes, you know, get paired in tag teams. Um, if this is the start of her, maybe a heel single run, cause she was a heel for a long time in NXT UK. Um, it wasn't until she came over to uh, America's NXT that she started being a babyface because she was going to up against people like Shayna Baszler, who was a big heel at the time. So 
Uh, she's actually really good as a as a heel from what I can remember, and I could get down with it. Um, you know, push her. Yeah, yeah. So. It kind of seemed like about time, anyways, with her turning. Yeah. So, so I hope that's that where they're happened. going. I'm excited for it if if that's the direction they're going. Um, so <laughs> lately I've been watching uh Raw sometimes while I'm at work, um, and I watch it on Hulu. <laughs> And this week, I noticed I noticed that uh, Hulu cuts out things because I watched the whole show and I saw clips on Instagram from Raw. Yeah, it, it it did not show any of the Ezekiel lie detector test, so I had to go back and find it on YouTube. And so that's why I want to talk about now is the Ezekiel lie detector test. All right, so Kevin Owens lately has not been believing that Ezekiel is Elias's younger brother. And so Kevin Owens uh, has the KO show. He brings out Chad Gable, who he says is the smartest man that he knows, and he's going to run the lie detector test. So Ezekiel comes out, and they put the, him to the lie detector test. And uh, after a couple questions, he passes. One of the last things was, uh, are you really Elias, or are you not Elias's brother? You are Elias, and he passes. And... Gable's just like, look, I don't know what to tell you. He's he's not Elias, and Kevin Owens freaks out. <laughs> We've said it before, you know. I know me and Jeremy are on board with it. I find it hilarious. And when he introduces himself to anyone else that isn't Kevin Owens, they're like, oh, okay, nice, nice to meet you, Elias. But like, <laughs> they are just like, <laughs> Kevin Owens just freaks out and says, "You're a liar. I hate liars," and uh, it's it's entertaining. It's this could be the, one of the best segments they have right now on Raw. Because, I, God, I remember when a few weeks ago, the, the Raw after Mina, when he first came out, I was like, this is awful. And the yeah. way they've been doing I'm like, this is actually really funny, and I can yeah. get down with it. I think also Kevin Owens makes it really funny, just the way that he acts, like, so incensed of, like, he's like, no, you are Elias. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like, no one else believes him. Um. Yeah, just I don't know. I'm a, I'm in. Yeah, I think just, this is. I'm, I think I'm this has kind of been. I never even cared for segment. You know what I mean? I think this has kind of been the sleeper segment of. I agree. The shows. I didn't think that this. Was well, they gonna be they've been throwing it here and there and backstage. Right. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um. Up next was Edge and a Damian pre segment. Guys, I don't know how I feel about this whole Edge shit. Uh, last week, AJ and Ed, uh, AJ and Damian Priest wrestled, and the match ended with um, like Damian Priest got in the ring and just got down on one knee and like looked up, and there was a spotlight on him, and it was like he was it was a purple spotlight. It was like he was getting power. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Edge during this segment of them backstage was sitting in his throne and he's like, you know, this part of me has been in me since the brood and I, I don't know. I, are they going to add more people? Do they add a heel Rhea Ripley? Like, I don't know where they're going with it. it. Like it. Um, but you know, people compare them to like, so the weird. House of Black. Yeah, like I get it. And House of Black is way cooler than this <laughs> but the brood was kind of the first of the house of black and edge was right. a part of that so and i'm sure this is all edge's idea just modernized 
Yeah. Kind of like when Triple H did Evolution, it was like, yeah, it's been done before, but um, it's more moderate. I just don't know how I feel about it. But um, it's been made official, Edge versus AJ at Backlash. I'm hoping no interference by Damian Priest, that it will actually be, you know, a banger of a match, but... I'm like uh, 99% sure that's going to happen. It's not going to be a clean finish, so I just have a feeling. Um, Because they could tear it down. They really could. But, yeah, so... Um... Next thing I was not happy about, though. Austin Theory versus Finn Balor. For the United... Yeah, they changed his name now to just Theory because Austin (laughs) is his real first name, I believe. So So it's just Theory now. Just like Matt Riddle... Just like Matt Riddle is just Riddle, but Riddle is his real last name, so that's that's where it kind of gets confusing. Um... So Austin Theory versus Finn Balor for the United States Championship. I'm not even going to talk about the match. They Austin Theory won. All right, they won. They did nothing with Finn during this title run. He didn't even have a WrestleMania match. It. He needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to leave. And I, I don't know, man. I feel so bad for him. Even when he won, Damian Priest. Beat him up, and he didn't even get to like celebrate in the ring. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I did. I did see you on Twitter. He just like Finn posted this thing that was like all the championship titles is won, and then it was awesome. He posted on Instagram too. It said Bullet Club behind him, yeah. and it had every championship, yeah, including like IWGP stuff, and they were all like edited yeah. in there, um, and like any cups that he would want. It was really cool, but. It's like, yeah, you got this guy with all this talent in the world and do nothing with them. And that's what they do with him. Uh, speaking with nothing to do with people, I guess that we could talk about this real quick while we're talking about um, this kind of voice of talent thing. Yeah, Kushida is gone. Uh, they just took him out and beat him up in the locker room or whatever backstage and uh, his contract expired. And that's another guy that Super good. He'll probably just go back to Japan. Um, I heard someone say, like, it's hard for, like, for some reason, small, you know, wrestlers, small Asian wrestlers especially, like, have never gotten too far in the lineup. And it kind of worked a little bit during, like, the Adam Cole era and stuff, but then NXT 2.0, you got freaking Braun Breaker, Von Wagner, it's just not going to work. Um, and so, yeah, he's gone and he'll probably end up going back to New Japan. So. Which, which kind of, which could be kind of cool because now, like, I mean, we'll get into it later on, but with AEW and New Japan. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, but so, so, sorry to go back to this Austin Theory Finn Balor thing. So after he won, um, all the it looked like basically all the heels came out to celebrate with him, um, and you know they're holding him up on his shoulders, and then all of a sudden you hear Vince McMahon's music, and and Vince McMahon comes out and you know he grabs his hand and he holds it up, and I read something today that I mean we all know that Vince it's it's his new pet project is Austin Theory or Theory. 
Um, but apparently I read Vince is going to give Austin Theory all the tools in the world to be, you know, like the next John Cena. Like, <laughs> all right. I don't. I don't. I, don't I mean, if you asked me back in the day, if Thugonomics John Cena would become what he became, I would tell. I would laugh in your face. So you really never know. But um, this is the next guy Vince is going to be shoving down people's throats. But he's not trying as a babyface. It's different than the Roman situation. Like everyone fucking hates Austin Theory, and so right. they're they're yeah. That's the difference. It's like you don't want us to like him. You want us to hate him. And I know Tim. Tim, you've watched over the years of people just getting shoved down your throats, like. Um. Yeah. Every now and then, Vince will get these guys that he decides is like the guy. Um. I think the most recent, before Austin Theory was Roman, and then before that, I remember. I mean, obviously John Cena. We don't Drew McIntyre at one point. Yeah, Drew McIntyre, John Cena, um. Every now and then there's these like breakthrough guys that get through even though they're not supposed to like CM Punk, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. But yeah, you know, Vince has these guys that he decides are the guy and he pushes them as such. So I guess, yeah, from what you're saying, theory seems like he's the next in line to be kind of groomed by Vince to be a top guy and uh, see what he can do. Um, not everybody that Vince has ever chosen really works out. Like I, I still don't think Drew McIntyre has broken through on the level that is intended. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, he's a, he's a top guy. I think he's going to be feuding with Roman soon, but, um, yeah, but Ro- I mean, he did get the I'm WWE through the pandemic, Roman... but. Roman took forever to get to where he is now. It's not something that just happens. Roman, like, just now has found, in the last two years, has found this character that really has made him be like, no, this guy is a star. So good. So it takes it takes a while. It's you know, so and good. you can't rush it. It just happens when it happens. Yeah. Cena, Cena was doing the thugonomics thing. People liked it. And then he started becoming a baby face, and then it was kind of funny. And then next thing you know, he's like switching from the thugonomics America, to more, of, more like military America guy, and people are all into that. So who knows where theory goes? His character over the next five years yeah. is going to evolve a lot. I just say he needs to shave that friend, like. Soul patch goatee he's got fucking going on. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, so our main event though uh, was Cody Rhodes versus the opponent that Seth Rollins handpicked, and that was Kevin Owens. Now, when Cody first came back, you know Kevin Owens was his first dark match um, before his match with Miz. So you know maybe they were preparing this. Um, you know the match was. Pretty good for the most part, but the ending was, um, you know, Kevin Owens was out there because Seth wanted him to be out there. And at one point, <laughs> Owens is in the outside of the ring, and Seth Rollins says, "Get up, you fat piece of shit! Get back in the ring." 
And uh, and then he like says it again, and Owens was like basically like screw you. He's like I didn't even want to come out here, and he just walks away. And so Cody Rhodes wins by count out. Um, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, he's like get up, you fat piece of shit. And then he like takes it back, kind of by being like, "Get up, you piece of shit!" <laughs> like Kevin Owens probably was like, "Damn, dude, you have to say. <laughs> Jesus." Um, but yeah, so that was the main event. Um, again, it, you know, it was a good match. Kevin Owens is great. I think we all kind of know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cody's getting the push. Cody's opening shows. Cody's closing shows. I was telling Jeremy before we started podcast, I hope it doesn't start to feel like they're shoving him down our throats every week and like Mm -hmm. making the show, you know, seem like it's all that like, yeah, it's just a worry of mine. I'm still all about it, but never know how other people will react. They're doing that thing right now where he comes out in the beginning to set up something else in the end. And then he'll be in the main event. Basically twice in the show. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the second like reaction isn't as big as the first reaction, though, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of dead by the then. part that I liked about AEW using him only, like, once in a show. Mm-hmm. I always hate when they have two two entrances in one show. Yep. Uh, yeah, if you're going to come out again, it should be, like, you run out of the crowd or run down the ramp. No music. You're, like, interfering, like, yeah. to help out or something. Um, So that wrapped up Raw. Let's get into Dynamite. Dynamite... Um, had a couple had a couple good stuff going on this week. Uh again, lately we haven't been getting into every single thing, but um uh there was a big announcement and some good matches, so let's get right into it. The opening match, God, this was awesome. CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. All right, Dustin Rhodes is in his fifties. Punk is like forty two. <laughs> The, these are yeah, these are like two of the oldest guys on the roster, and they're the best workers, if or if, yeah. some of the best workers out there. This match was great. The selling was like classic. Um, they really like you know were were selling legs, and um, I think it was Punk's knee. Um, you know, not being able to do certain moves because you know you're selling that that injury. And whatnot. Um, the winner was CM Punk, but yeah, this match was great. I had a feeling it was going to be, you know, you had two. Ba- it was a just typical babyface against babyface match. You know, they shook hands before, and it was just, yeah, it was awesome. Very, very good. They clearly meant a lot to each of them. Cause I think so. Like Dustin was like, you know, af- like after the match, I think he was, you know, they both were on their knees, kind of like hugging each other. It's like just saying like thank you or. Yeah, uh, for the for the match, really. Um, but yeah, this is like you can tell it's gonna be like classic old school match. And yeah, I know yeah, like the some people didn't like the finish, but it was definitely like an old school finish with just a roll up. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. Like to me, this this is a perfect example of you know the listeners that have been with us for a while know that I like the old stuff. This was a classic wrestling match, and I like the finish too. And you can tell, like you guys were saying, they were enjoying the match while they were having it. And and that's the thing. These matches work every time. People are always impressed and always like, oh, that was great. And you know why it's great? It's because it's the classic way to do it. And it works every time. People are always hyped. 
when the classic way to wrestle is done right. Just like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson said, you know, real pro wrestling when done right is awesome. Everybody will like it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, like this ma- like this match has proved like you don't need spot for spot. It's it was simple. Um I heard someone You don't need say, you don't need to do you know, there was a comeback busted open. <laughs> yeah, like I heard someone say about this match, um like that one of the comebacks was a back body drop. And that's how the comeback started and, and when was the last time you really saw a back body drop? Just a simple back body drop. You know, on in a match, it just it's not it's not a move that's really done all that often, and like that's the start of a comeback, and it works like perfectly. That's what like like Punk does that just a simple body slam, but those few weeks like he would make it into like he would do three in a row, and the crowd would get hyped up about it. Mm -hmm. Just simple body slam. Also, Punk's facial expressions are great. This run as a whole. I'm like I know he had like good matches in the past and stuff and a couple of promos, but it's like this ma- this run so far is like consistently very good. Yeah, I think that's the story. Like, especially this time, he's he's felt like more like in shape and like just better about himself, and he's been able to wrestle probably happier. He wants, yeah, happier. Yeah, I think that's what were you saying. Think that's the. I think that's the story in the way that he's coming, having these knockdown. At first, I was like, why is he giving these guys so much? Like, you know, some of the guys he was wrestling, it's like, dude, you should be beating this guy in like five minutes, you know, or whatever. But I think that's the kind of the story of his character now is that every match that he has, he puts like all of his heart and soul into and they're all different. And I think he's kind of trying to do the the Bret Hart kind of thing where you have good matches with all these different opponents. And I, I think it's cool at this point. If you look back at his catalog that he's building AEW so far, 95% of those matches are, are bangers. Yeah. I think, I think the last time he wrestled before Dustin Rhodes, it was against Dax Hardwood and that was fucking awesome match. Right, but he also had that Penta match. Or maybe that was the last match he did, and then before that was Dax. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just been, yeah. you know, going, and it's on dynamite. Some of these, a lot, most of these matches could have been on like a pay per view and been like very good, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but after the match, um, CM Punk won. Um, after the match, he's walking up the ramp, and Hangman comes out, and uh, it. It's just a simple stare stare down, you know. Punk's mentioned that he wants the title, and he wanted uh, or the belt, whatever you want to call it. Um, he wants he wanted the winner of Adam Cole and Adam Page, and you know, I think that's what we're getting towards, or at least they hinted at it in a big way. Um, I I mean, it would it has to be saved for a pay per view, has to be. You don't put it on, yeah, like. A winter is coming, or yeah, just just don't. Just I don't know what their next pay per view is uh, after Revolution. Is it Double or Nothing? Is that it's a Double or Nothing? Double yeah, no- and that's their that's their big the one. Double or Nothing's like yeah, was their first pay per ever. Yeah, so I can I can yeah. see that uh, being the main event. 
Um, but yeah, let's get into Tony, Tony Khan's big announcement because this was a big deal for the wrestling world. Um, so on June 6th, uh, I believe it's in Chicago, which if you're going to do this kind of pay-per-view, Chicago as a wrestling town is the place to do it. In they the are doing... Center. Yes, they are doing a cross-promotion pay-per-view of AEW and New Japan, and it's called the Forbid- called Forbidden Door. Uh, this has the potential to be fucking crazy. Yeah. If you think of, like, dream matches and just, like, I, I don't know what, th- what they're going to do, but it, I- I'm stoked to cover it with you guys. I'm stoked to watch it. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a it's a big big deal. Um, they had so they had Adam Cole announce it over the Titantron, right? And then they end up having yeah, they, they, Tony Khan brought out the owner of Japan of New Japan, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, and then Switchblade came out too. Yeah, um, and talked he talked about the Bullet Club for a second and uh, the All Elite. Um, the undisputed, elite. the undisputed elite and Bullet Club and all that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 big news, guys. Tim, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm a, I'm really excited. I can't wait to watch this with you guys, and I'm hoping that we can maybe even get on live and or heck, at that point with it being planned out, maybe we can all get together in person. Jeremy can come over for a few hours. But uh, I I can't wait for this. This this is like one of those things that you're like, you know they're going to do it. You just don't know when it's actually going to happen. And when when he finally announced it, I was like, oh, okay. They're finally doing it. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I'm hoping to see some Okada. I mean, I'm I'm hoping I want to see every. Kenta called out. uh, Kenta called out Punk. He wants GTS versus GTS. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm like, dude, it's going to be so good. Like, if you're a wrestling, wrestling fan, you're hyped about this. You you know how cool this is. Yeah. So it's a little over a month away. It's it's going to be pretty crazy. I'm hoping it's a Saturday. I don't remember. the. I think it was June 6th. I think that might be a Saturday. But if so, then I'll yeah, definitely be able to watch with you guys. They usually are Saturdays actually- anyway later in June because the Double or Nothing one is at the end of May. So I would imagine right after Double or Nothing, they're probably going to start building it. Let's see. Bear with me, guys. I know we're recording. So but where I thought it was the 23rd or 26th. Forbidden Door AEW is... So it takes place, like you said, in the United Center in Chicago. It is the end of June, and it's a Sunday. Mother. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, June 26th. Right. Okay. First ever joint pay-per-view event with New Japan Pro Wrestling. God, that's crazy to announce. Um, so yeah, huge announcement. Um, let's move on to the next also, match. Just, oh, real quick. Sorry. Yep. Just with Tony Khan's big announcements, everyone's making fun of him, like having one like every other week. But when he has these, it's like every time he delivers. Time he delivers. Yeah, it's yeah. like what the hell? Like last yeah, big like, one was ROH uh, by, yeah. and then this one. So if he's gonna announce it, it's it's gonna be a big deal most of the time. He's yeah. he's he's not gonna come out to a ring and announce something that's gonna flop. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, an, uh, a match that came on a little bit later, it was Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy. Um, it's an own heart qualifier match. Good match. Um, winner was Kyle O'Reilly, so he's moved on in the tournament as well as um, Samoa Joe, and I'm sure there's someone else that has moved on. It's too hard to keep track because they're doing guys and girls of the t- tournament, and yeah. I'm, I'm trying to keep track of both. But So Kyle O'Reilly has... another one this week, which is FTR. They're facing each other. I, that match is going to be awesome. So there's a qualifier coming up this upcoming Dynamite. It's uh, Dax... Harwood versus um, Cash Wheeler, you know, both guys from FTR. I hope their chemistry against each other is good because that, you know, it's going to be, it probably will be just as good, if not better than the CM Punk versus Dax match. I mean, it's old school. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm sure Tim is really looking forward to that match. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait they for that. They asked for it, like, that for Tony to do it. That's right up my alley. It's, of it's gonna be the great. style of wrestling. Um, there's like. a couple. Oh my god, Jr. is gonna be glued <laughs> watching this <laughs> match. Man. He's like, it's gonna be a slobber knocker, boss. <laughs> <laughs> um. So moving on, we had Hook's Dynamite debut. I didn't even realize that he's only been wrestling on on uh, Rampage, maybe Dark, Rampage. maybe, but. Strictly Rampage. Rampages, too, not live Rampages. Um, I didn't write down who he wrestled. It was quick. I don't think it was anyone big. Someone. Yeah. Um, but what happened afterwards is Dan Housen stops, and he, he walks up to the ramp. He's like, stop this. He's like, you know, uh, what do you say? If you're not cursed by Dan Housen, uh, then you will you fight Dan Housen, then you will then fight. Danhausen pokes him in the chest and then kind of backs away. Big pop from the crowd. Uh, I watched the video so many times just because it was so it was so good. What a weird matchup! I'm like, I didn't know I wanted this, but this is like, kind of awesome. Um, like, this is the match I want to see. Now. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm hyped. I guess he's you know he had an injury. I guess he's healed now. Um, yeah, because he had an injury. Leg, so I guess right like- after ROH, like was done he like broke his leg and then like a yeah. teeny bit later he got signed by AEW, but has just been kind of walking around cursing people for the last couple of months <laughs> um yeah because yeah. it was around like halloween when he did that like, yeah probably. so tim yeah how do you feel about hook and danhausen <laughs> like you said this is kind of the match i didn't know that i wanted but that i want but also it makes perfect sense these are two young fresh guys i love hook and I tell, I think we've talked about this in the past. Danhausen is like the one comedy wrestler that I don't know why, but I give him the free pass. I think he's hilarious. I just, I like because he's very like, nice, very evil. That's why. Very nice, very evil. But it's like you know, sometimes when Orange Cassidy's doing his his routine, or even Cole Cabana in the old days, <laughs> I would be like, ugh, this just isn't for me. I don't like all this like. It's supposed to be silly. The thing about Danhausen, though, is that if anybody doesn't know, the dude can go. Like he, he. First of all, he wasn't always Danhausen. He went by a different name, and uh, he has a very strong kind of uh, Davy Richards, Chris Benoit, Dynamite Kid kind of like hard hitting style. 
the story I read is that he got kicked in the throat and was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm just going to kind of do something a little more lighthearted. But this guy can really go. So I'm really excited to see on on national TV what they finally yeah. do. Dude, save it for a pay-per-view. <laughs> Come on. Have Hook. Yeah, has, dude, yeah. just I save mean, it for yeah. a pay-per-view. People are already into it. Um, so up next, uh, I wanted to talk about, God, I, I don't even know how I feel about them anymore. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti had a segment and dude, people, the half the crowd booed, half the crowd cheered. Sammy basically thanked people in the crowd that are, uh, you know, that still cheer him. And then he was like, the rest of you was like, why are you mad? Cause my girlfriend's hotter than yours. Like, dude. He the these them as a couple are the only people that can make men of the year come out and get <laughs> cheered. Fans are cheering men of the year and booing Sam and Ty. People are cheering Dan Lambert talk shit to Sammy Guevara because Dan Lambert's saying all the shit that we you know think, and that's we don't want you to come out of here and just make like suck face with your girlfriend. You know, talk about how you you fucked while wearing the titles. Like, and I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a natural heel turn that they're doing because the crowd is turning. They're like, all right, they're going to turn on us. Let's just seems be that, that, like, asshole couple, basically. Uh, Ty seems to be, you know, acting more bitchy and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, Ethan Page is on the mic screaming at him. People are cheering Ethan Page. Like, people are cheering Scorpio. promo. He cut a good promo. Dan Lambert did. Scorpio Sky. I mean, they basically just said, you know, what everyone else that's booing him is thinking. It's like, we're all f- fucking sick of you. Like, um, and so Scorpio Sky challenged same to a ladder match for the tight uh, to like a rematch for that TNT title. But Sammy only wants or will do it if he gets a mixed match tag match afterwards. Which just means it's Sammy and Ty versus either Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zandt or Ethan Page and Paige Van Zandt. But it's probably going to be weird. Scorpio Sky. Um, yeah, I'll put up my title if I can wrestle with my girlfriend. Like, oh, that's your thought process, <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. They're definitely going heel, though. Yeah, like, I, I definitely think so. And, you know... I don't like I don't like you as a babyface at the moment, Sammy. So if that's the way you're gonna yeah. go, then make it will make sense for people to dislike you. Uh, yeah, you guys got any thoughts on them? It's just every week I'm it just, gets getting worse and worse, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm no. just glad that they're actually going heel because I feel like if they try to make them face for like the at least another month, it'll be like it'll know, be like the Cody thing. It'd be hard to watch. Yeah, it'd be hard to watch. Yeah. And so, like Sammy is not as good as Cody on the mic either, so it's twice no, as hard to watch. No, I think I think Sammy um, should just lean into being the the heel at this point. Just do it. Yeah, like might as well. I mean, what what was one of the lines I was said? It's like Dan Lambert was like, "We'll come in there, or I'll send them in there, and." give you the pounding that your girlfriend dreams of or something. I was like, everyone's like, Oh <laughs> my God. And then she has to just like, she has to like shake it off. But so 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was so weird to put it on Scorpio Sky, the belt in general, for like two weeks and then just take it right off of him. I don't, I don't, yeah, know, what the, I don't know what the point of it was. but um, So we had an Owen Hart qualifier after that. Now, keep in mind, we're in Pittsburgh. Uh, it was Britt Baker versus Danielle Camella. Um, people are booing Danielle Camella. I don't – probably just – it could have just been because – Britt Baker, they're in Britt Baker's hometown, and they fucking love Britt Baker. Uh, but Britt Baker won. You know, she's moving forward in the Owen Hart qualifier, as she should, being, you know, the the previous champion. Um, and then she got a good promo on the mic. I thought, at least, you know, talking about yeah, uh, basically a bunch of the girls, even Jade Cardgill. She talks about... Um, I think she said you're the only reason you're the champion is because I wasn't in that tournament, something like that. Like, um, it was pretty good. And then and she had the Steeler, the two Pittsburgh Steeler guys. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, huh, me and Tim are are Steelers fans. Um, and so they had two of their most recent signees um, come out. Big pop from the crowd with them too. Um, but yeah. So again, I'm trying to, you know. Trying to remember who's in the own hard qualifier. Tony Storm has qualified. Um, yeah. Right? Britt Baker has qualified. Yeah. Ruby Rose? I honestly forget who else. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, know, I know there's more people. I think Red Velvet beats uh, that one girl from ROH last week. She was out on the Supercard of Honor. Yeah, Willow. Yeah, is that who it was? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. was the art because they were booing. They were booing Red Velvet. Um, I think that might have been a qualifier. I would have to look back in my notes. But our main event of the night was Andrade versus Darby Allen in a coffin match. What do you think of the match? I thought it was pretty good. Um. Did they? They had the tacks on the cover. A little bit. They had tacks on the cover of yeah. the. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Of the the door, I guess you could say, to the coffin. My favorite part was when they were in the like crowd. The... But sorry, go on. Yeah. You no, felt I was like what? Say at the end, I I felt like um, the the um assistant guy. What's his name? Jose. He was. Dude, to he came out and ripped his shirt off like he was a wrestler and like. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what the hell? It was hell? like ripped too. I was like, I did not expect this. <laughs> and that was exactly what I was like. I was like, what? Though, like, yeah. And I felt like he was like late to come out because like Darby was like waiting because I think he was supposed to stop Darby from closing it. Okay. And then Darby was kind of waiting, and then he had to like hit Andrade again with it. So I felt like that was kind of awkward, but I thought I liked, the match was really good. I liked the spot. It was right before that where Darby dove out onto Andrade and they both fell into the coffin to kind of get Andrade in the position. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Like, God, I think, I think Andrade hit Darby pretty hard with the skateboard, but my favorite part of the match, and I think we, we were going to get to it is they're in the stands and, uh, is it the blade, the blade rips, uh, fan sign that says like, uh, I'm here for Darby or whatever. And the, the fan, "Quote unquote" is wearing a sting mask, and after the sign gets ripped, he takes the sting mask off, and it's Sting who was wearing a sting mask, and then he starts fighting like 
the blade and uh, I forget it might have been Mark Quinn from pa- Private Party. Yeah. Um, and they're fighting around the arena. Stink goes, you know, does a dive off the top. This dude's getting up there in age, and he just keeps, you know, he did dive off one of the entrances to the stands um, onto everyone. You know, he's getting up there, and he's just keeps doing these spots, you know, going through tables, uh, doing some dives off. Uh, but Darby Allen was the winner in the end. You know, before the match, he said that this was, you know, he wanted to finally end it, you know, their feud with this. Which, yeah. in AEW terms, was not a very long feud, if you look at Hikaru Shida and Serene Deep still going, guys. All right, there were video packages this week. Uh, I think they're going to finally... video package for it? And there, she was like, she was like, still? Yeah, she's like, we're still doing this? I was like, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're apparently ending their feud in a Philadelphia street fight where their feud apparently started in Philly before, I think. That they're like, we're gonna do this all backwards. Sorry, I'm like, did you plan this out with dates of like right. starting in Philly? It's like almost been a year. Like, the car she even that video package sounded annoyed. Like, we're still doing, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Darby Allen won in the main event of Dynamite. Um, so that yeah. wraps that up. Uh, let's get into SmackDown. I have one little thing to say about it. And that was Butch loses again. And this, I think the first time he lost, it was to Kofi. This week he lost to Xavier Woods and he freaks out again. And now if you are on WWE social media, Butch is missing. You know, they just keep, they just, they just keep losing Butch. They They don't know where to find him. He runs off after being beat up. Dude, it's uh, the mighty have fallen. Like, we love you, Pete Poor Dunn. Pete Dunn. Like I was watching it. I watched the whole match against him and Xavier Woods. I was like, I was like, he's not even wrestling like he did before. He was doing a couple of things, but like, he was just acting. His character is now like acting like a child, like a temper, having a temper tantrum. Like he's mad. He's getting like beat up and stuff, and he starts like freaking out and like I don't know. But boy. <laughs> My boy. Poor what butch. have they done to my boy? God. Um, so that's all I had with SmackDown. Um, last few things is just two little things from Rampage. And that's the opening match, which was Adam Cole versus Ishii from uh, New Japan. This match was good. Um, the winner was Adam Cole, but this was kind of felt like, you know, Adam Cole mentioned that he was going to have this match on dynamite after the uh, forbidden door pay-per-view announcement. I think this was kind of like a little tease of what you're going to get, even though we've seen new Japan guys come over to AW before, you know, mainly with Moxley. Um, speaking of poor Minaro Suzuki was on dark this week. Oh, oh yeah. I, saw that. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> God, but Adam Cole won. It was a good match. Uh, I believe it was the opener, of course, because uh, only CM Punk and Adam Cole open up shows with matches in AEW. <laughs> um, yeah, what you think of the match? It was uh, it was good until the interference at the end, which yeah. kind of ruined it for me. And who interfered again? Uh, Jay White, and then he threw. Um, That's right. I don't know. I forget he threw threw someone into the steps. 
Okay. And then Jeremy, Adam Cole had a low blow, low blow, and then he won. Gotcha. You know what's funny, Jeremy, is my critique was going to be the like almost word for word the exact same as yours. I liked everything up until the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a really good match, and I was like, "This is great." And then I was like, "Hopefully, no one interferes." I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> right? You kind of like you could feel it. You could kind of feel. You could, yeah, you could feel that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but lastly, I wanted to end with, we got to hear Hook speak for the first time. Uh, he's walking in the back, getting interviewed, and Dan House is in the back, and he's like, says something like, this is what you like? And he's holding the bag of chips that Hook always eats, and he starts crushing them. And that is enough to make uh, Hook start talking. He says, you had my attention? Or you wanted my attention? Well, you got it. All because of some chips that Dan Housen was. He's like, you want this? He's like, yeah, <laughs> chips Housens. Uh, so we got to hear Hook speak for the first time. Right before the show, actually, I sent Jeremy a video. Or I might have sent it in our group chat, actually, Tim. If you wanted to yeah. check it out. It's from Hook from 2017. He's getting interviewed about lacrosse. And he just looks like such a different person. And his voice is just, it's so crazy. It's kind of crazy. But um, yeah. if you ever look up his real name, you can find, you know, there's tons of lacrosse videos from him. Because they're not lying when he said, you know, he was like a star player. But yeah, he has this interview. And he's like, you know, it's a Black great, school, uh, great lacrosse program. He was a lax, bro. I don't know how you go from like, that to being strippers. Like lax, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going from like what he looked like for the lax, the lax bro part, he's like jacked now. Yeah, he's like a completely different person. It's crazy. So, yeah, Tim, if you want to see that video, it's in our group chat. But, uh, like, yeah, that wraps up this week's... That wraps up this week's uh, show, though, Tim. Yeah, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, Appreciate you guys joining us on the PW Fan. Can't believe we're at episode 33 already. Join us next week for episode 34. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you guys follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the PW Fan, that really does help us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. Please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Join us again next week on episode 34 where we're going to talk all things pro wrestling. And, actually, the following week, I believe we are all going to Dynamite together. Is that correct? Yes. So not next week's episode, but the week after we'll be talking about Dynamite and we'll be uploading stuff during – yeah, we're going to have or now, May live 4th. Twitter stuff. Hopefully we kind of do like a little day in the life vlog kind of thing. So really like to put some content up for you guys. Thanks again so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye.